0: Um, okay, so the shaila. I mentioned the shaila the other day, but we never actually got to discussing it. Uh, there is a young lady, we will call her Sarah. Uh, she just returned from seminary in Israel. She's grown in her religious observance, and as part of this growth, she's become much more careful about dressing in a Tzahnuah manner. So she was FaceTiming with a friend of hers, and uh, they were talking about you know her recent uh, changes in her in her uh, mode of dress, and the friend, uh, the friend asked Sarah, uh, hey, what did you do with all your old clothing? Did you throw out all of your old clothing? And Sarah said, no, I didn't throw out any of my old clothing. I still have it all. It's just in my closet. I'm not going to wear it anymore. So uh, the friend asked, well, instead of uh, just leaving it in your closet and not wearing it anymore, uh, how about you give it to me? I don't mind wearing that stuff. You know, I'm not, I didn't flip out. I'm not so from yet. So, uh, or I don't know if she said yet, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't mind wearing it. So Sarah now asks her rabbi, who in turn asked me, is she allowed to give her clothing to this friend? Uh, she doesn't need it anyway, and uh, the friend has some use for it. Is there any problem? So obviously, what's the issue at hand? I mean, that's the ultimate issue, lifnei iver, the issue right? Meaning that uh, if it's us to wear non sinua clothing, and you're enabling someone to wear non sinua clothing, that would seem to be a violation of lifnei iver. So let's discuss what the issue, what the issue of lifnei iver is, and then we'll go through three potential heterium over here. I mean, first, we'll we'll further define this case, then we'll go through three potential heterium, and then hopefully we'll come to some sort of conclusion. So as far as what the Iser is, the Torah says, which literally means you're not allowed to put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. Chazal, however, understand that it means that, what, that not only not to literally, physically put a stumbling block, in fact, there are some that hold that putting a stumbling block in front of a blind person is actually not literally either. That's just Stam being a jerk, right? That's a really not nice thing to do. But uh, but what what, do, what does the Torah mean? That you're not allowed to be machshal someone in an isr, or to give someone bad advice, and there's no nothing, uh, no worse advice than, than uh, causing someone to violate an Avera. So you're not allowed to uh, uh, uh-huh. To, to, to give, the Gemara says, shalo koshal yayin veiver how do I know you're not allowed to give wine to a nazir you're not allowed to give eiver menachai to a non-Jew because the Pesach says, tamalomar for v'lefei yiva l'ositei so uh, the Gemara then qualifies in Mesecha s'avad zarad that that's only when it's betray every dinara what does that mean betray every dinara that the person is on like the other side of a river they can't reach the wine they're a nazir they can't reach the wine. And the only way they can get this wine is if you chuck the bottle over the gap, over the river. And therefore, you've enabled them to do an Avera that they otherwise never would have been able to do. Only then is it really Lifnei Iver. If it's on chadav Avrat they can just as easily pick it up themselves, and you just do it for them. You know, sometimes someone drops something, and they're capable, they can pick it up, but you want to be a nice guy, so you go and pick it up for them. So they could just grab the wine themselves, but you pick it up for them. That is not Lifnei Iver, the Gemara says. That is not a violation of Lifnei Iver. So Tosos and Mesecha Shabbos and Dav Gimel says... Whoa, it's not Lifnei yiver, but it's still Aser, meaning if there's a Nazir, and he's not allowed to have wine, and you pick up a glass of wine and give it to him, even though he could have reached for it himself that's got to be us. So says, yeah, it's an Isser mid to do that. Um, and uh, it's just not lifnei ver mid It's only a violation of Nisidrabanan. The rush and the Ran say, of course it's an iser to provide an Avera for somebody, even though they could have done it themselves. You know what the Raya is? There's a mitzvah la'afrusheh me'i surah. If you had no part in them doing an Avera and you see someone doing an Avera and you have the ability to stop them, you have a requirement to try to stop them from an Aveira. So if you have a requirement to try to stop somebody from doing an Aveira, isn't it obvious that you're not allowed to participate in helping them do an Aveira? Of course you're not allowed to, to participate in helping them do an Aveira. So that is an Isidra Abba called Messiahia day over Aveira. Problem is, there seems to be a stira in Tosos. Because what do we say? Tosos in Shabbos holds What? that to help someone do an Averu when they could still do it themselves is what? Asr midraban. Palme is in Mesech Zavod Tosos says it's not Asr at all so it's a stira in Tosos what do we do with that stira in Tosos comes along the Shach in Yareda in Rukufna and Aleph, Sivkat and Vav arguably the most important Marimakom in the entire Sugi of Lifne potentially one of the top 5 most important maramakomas for any Shul Rabbi to know because you can answer uh, a good percentage of your Shailah's uh, Likula if you know this Shach the Shach writes Avalafia Nias Daiti that the two deus and tosos do not disagree. Everyone agrees that, uh, that, that, that there's an isra of lifnei from when the person is able to do it on their own, but, but it's not that prohibition of helping someone do an avera is not going to apply if the person is a non-Jew or the person is a mumar. What's a mumar? a Mumar? What? I can't hear you. No, no, no. No, Mumar is like someone who doesn't believe in the religion, someone who's given up the religion, someone who's converted to Christianity, someone who's an apicores, right? That's what a Mumar is. So if the person himself is someone who's totally given up on the religion, so then, you're still not allowed to do the fnei dal raisa for such a person, but you're allowed to Help them do that which they anyway could have been could have done themselves, right? That's the idea of uh, of the shach. Wow, so that's a very very important shach. Meaning, so the shach is telling me that uh, if the person, let's say, has no access to uh, to, to non kosher food, and I give them access to non kosher food, it doesn't matter who they are. It's an and I'll let it do that. But if the person has access to non-kosher food and I just, you know, hand it to them, I just hand them that non-kosher food that they could have taken themselves anyway, well, then it depends who that person is. If the person is a religious Jew, uh, then I have violated Nisrit Rabbanah. But if the person is not religious, they're a Mumar, then I have not violated anything. Then it's totally mutter. Now, the term Mumar is normally used to describe like someone who is completely in Apicora, someone who is completely, uh, you know, uh, uh, totally uh, off the rails and what you, you wouldn't count toward a minion and things like that. If they touch your wine, it would ruin your wine, uh, things of that nature. Um, typically speaking, nowadays we assume that most people don't have the status of a Mumar even if they're not religious. The Chaznish writes that most people have the status of what we call a tinok shanishba. What's uh, you familiar with that concept? tinok shanishba. What's tinok shanishba? Yeah, tinok shanishba literally means a child that's been captured and raised among non-religious, non-Jewish people so he doesn't know any better. So a Mumar is like someone who is purposely going against the religion. A tinoch is not going against; it. he just doesn't know anything. He he was raised to think that Shabbos is optional. It's something that a few fanatics do on you know in a few pockets of like Brooklyn and Long Island and New Jersey and like the rest of the world that's normal doesn't do these things. You know, like he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that this is like the actual command of God and it's a requirement and things like that. So that's how we normally view uh, non-religious people as a Shanishpa. But nevertheless. Zalgal Ravava writes: As far as this halacha is concerned, anyone who just lives their life without caring about halacha, without having halacha be the guiding, um, you know, the guiding uh, principle of their life, uh, is, uh, is 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 would have the status of a mumar as far as this halacha is concerned, and therefore. Anytime you're dealing with someone who is not observant of that particular halacha and is willing to do that halacha, to violate that halacha, b'mezid. They don't care about that halacha. Even if they're otherwise observant, that's the big chiddush over here, they keep Shabbos, they keep kosher, they just don't keep sneils, Or they keep uh, Shabbos and they keep kosher, they just don't keep shatness. Or they don't, whatever it is, whatever that... But that aveira they do b'mezid it? then they would have the status of a Mumar for that Halakha, which would mean what? Which would mean what? Which which would mean that what can you do with them if they have the status of a Mumar for that halacha? you can give them the item that they otherwise have access to. Again, if they have no access to it, then you can't give it to them. But if they otherwise have access to it, then uh, then you'd be allowed to give it to them. Now, we have to just take a step back and say, well, wait a second. What exactly is the iser? We spoke about this a little bit in the Swimplish here. What exactly is the iser of wearing such clothing? Meaning, of wearing non clothing, is that inherently aser? Meaning, is there an iser to dress non-senua? Or is it that by dressing non sinua Livna of or somebody else, right? So if it's an inherent issue to dress non sinua, so I get what we're talking about over here, we're talking about Livna that I'm getting her, to, by giving her something that's non sinua. I'm, I'm causing her to do an Aveira. And that would mean that uh, regardless of whether, of whether anyone, you know, is going to be aroused by seeing her or anything like that, doesn't have any sorts of hirhurim, it's just she's not allowed to dress that way, so I'm violating an Avera by, by providing with the clothing. However, if the requirement to dress modestly is purely based on Lifnei Iver, so then, what am I doing if I'm giving her this clothing? It's a double lifneiver, right? It's Lifnei de Lifnei. I'm doing Lifnei Iver on doing Lifnei Iver. So, is that a thing? Is that I mean, do, do we do klishlishi on Lifnei Iver, right? Is there such a... So the Gemara says in the Sachsavod Zahra, um Dilifne Lomifakdinam. That we are not commanded about Lifne Dilifne. The Torah tells us you can't do there. It never says you can't do Lifne Dilifne. Problem is, there's another Gemar. The Gemaran Psachendaf mem says, shavad bo boklay. If you have a uh, a jacket, let's say it has shotness in it. And you would remove it, but you can't find it. You know that there's shotness in there somewhere, you just can't find exactly where the shotness is. So it's not obvious where the shotness is. Most of the time nowadays with our jackets, it is obvious. It's always under the collar, right? That's where the shotness normally is. But let's say you have a jacket that has shotness in it, and you, you, it's of a you can't find the shotness. Says the Gumara Loyim <laughs> Don't sell it to a non Jew. Why not? A non-Jew, is non-Jew. A lot of where yeah. A is a lot of where Why not? The, the Gemara explains. Because he might turn around and do what? Sell it to a Jew. So what is the Gemara telling me? A double, double lifnei. I'm going to cause him to do lifnei either, right? It's a it's a lifnei. So d- does that? So the Gemara in Psachim seems to assume lifnei de lefne is a thing that it's a real issue. And yet the Gemara in Avodah tells us, yodalit, alfne, dilfne, lom So how we answer that question may educate us over here a lot. First of all, some Rishonim say, the Ridd says, only applies if the avera is going to ultimately be done by shogeg, like the case of a Beget Sha'avad Avad means the Jew that gets it is not going to know that it's there, because he lost, we can't find, it's not obvious, it's not obvious over here, uh, the guy that's staring at the woman realizes that he's staring, right? Meaning it's not like something that he's doing by accident. He's, you know, he knows what he's doing. So that would mean that, uh, that there would be no, no prohibition of lefnei de lefnei. Other Rishonim, however, say, the Ritva says, the Is of lefnei de lefnei applies only to a Jew, but not to a non-Jew. Because there's a uh, non-Jew uh, over there. But if it were all Jews involved, then you still have lifnei Our responsibility toward our fellow Jews is so vast because of our and something like that that uh, that even if it's uh, that, that that even if it's two steps removed, when we deal with Jewish people, you still have lifnei there. Which would mean which would mean in our case that you can't do it, right? I mean, it would still be lifnei there. So if you view dressing tznius as its own requirement, then it's for sure an issue of lifne And even if you view dressing tznius as only being lifne on causing a guy to look, right, it still might be a problem, according to the ritva, because lifne de lifne applies when it's all Jews, right, when everyone involved is a Jew. So then the question we have to ask ourselves is, OK, but this girl obviously doesn't care about dressing tznius, right? That's her that's just the way she dresses, right? So if that's the case, maybe we have that double that shach to rely on. Again, what was that shach? That if you're dealing with a person who doesn't care, and they have access anyway, they could they could wear that kind of clothing anyway, right? So what do we say? So then there's no issue of the thing either, yeah. No, the, 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 if it's two sides of a river, the case is that he can't. That he, the only access. Ah, uh, so we'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. So how do we define denara Meaning, is it ever really something that's impossible for the person to get otherwise? Meaning, uh, the ability. I mean, t- take take uh, take the case of the nazir, right? Uh, Ephraim just suggested the nazir right now doesn't have access to it, but they can find a store somewhere in a neighboring town that sells wine, they'll find a tavern, they'll find a, you know, and they'll buy a bottle of wine. So maybe right now they don't have access, but yet that's still called Right? So what does that tell you? That in order to call something traveri dinara, another side of the river where I don't have access to it, it means I don't have immediate access. Immediate access. So what would you say in this case of this girl? Uh, her closet is probably full of clothing, right? Uh, and what kind of clothing? Probably Nazareth's clothing. Which means she could just as easily wear other kinds of Nazis. meaning L'charetz, all the The ability to buy clothing wouldn't take away Lifnei V'adaraisa because any time the Yisra is not as readily accessible, not as immediately available to you, it, it, it's still Lifne ever it would be Lifne to provide. Like if a person can get non-kosher food, but they would have to travel a great distance or pay a great deal of money, then it's clearly Lifne to give them non-kosher food, right? Uh, so if a girl can buy non-Sinua clothing, but she can't get nice non-Sinua clothing for free, then it would be real Lifne But it, it, the fact that she couldn't get the clothing doesn't make this Lifne ever because I mean, the fact that she can't get it for free someone else doesn't make this Lifne because she'll otherwise continue to wear the clothing that she already has, which presumably is of the same standard. Unless, maybe she comes from a very firm family and her parents don't let her buy non clothing. And she viewed this as an opportunity. Okay, my parents won't let me get it and I don't have uh, my own money, but if you have a whole closet full of stuff that you're willing to get rid of, then it would be Livnei Vrda Raisel, right? I mean, then it would be every Dinar. But pashtus is, that's not the case over here, right? The pashtus is, this is... A situation of um, where she, uh, where she has, she has other clothing that's very similar that she would otherwise wear, which would mean it's dinara, which would mean that if she doesn't care about Snias, there is no iser of lifneiva. So far, so good. Got a question? Yeah, would it matter if the girl's clothing, the girl that doesn't wear clothing? not as nice, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, because she would still wear it and it would be, meaning maybe if it was a different level of provocativeness, I don't know if that's a word, but you know then, then maybe that would make a difference, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so the potential heterum, so the first potential heter is that it's just not us, meaning she could do it anyway, she would do it anyway. Right, and uh, yeah. you're not making it easier for her to wear Nazi's clothing because she has a closet full of Nazi's clothing. You're just giving her more Nazi's clothing of a similar, right, of a similar uh, similar level. Um, also, another potential hetter is that uh, the girl who uh, that we called Sarah before, the girl that uh, fr- you know got got from her, she should maybe think about. Wait a second, are my new observances Khumras or are they required laalacha? Right, meaning uh, there are some elements of tshnis that are absolutely required la halacha, and other elements of tshnis that may be chumras that she accepted upon herself. If whatever she accepted upon herself is a khumra, but her old clothing still meets the criteria of basic halacha, then also that would be not be a shaila, right? That would be mutter because and, and even I would I would go so far as to say, even if it's a machlokas, right? Let's say um, you know women wear sleeves that cover their elbows, right? So clearly the, the upper part of the arm is erva, so you're not allowed to expose the upper part of the arm. Um, the elbow is debatable, whether the elbow itself is included. So let's say the sleeves went down you know, like this, like, like uh, this nice Cayley Polish shirt that goes down to the elbow, right? So now, in in uh, girl goes to uh, whatever seminary, you know the, the 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 party line is you know you got to cover it. And it's got to be even when you when you uh, raise your hands high up in the air and you do jumping jacks and whatever, and uh, that, that it would never ever uncover your elbow. Yeah, but but is all that actually required? maybe not, right? So if it's not actually required, or it's at least a machlokas, it's at least a machlokas, so then uh, presumably that would not be lifnei either. Um, Another potential heter. Rav Vadya has a tshuva where he discusses, I think it's a tshuva, they definitely quote from Rav Vadya, about owning a clothing store where they sell nansini's clothing. Are you allowed to sell nansini's clothing in a clothing store? So he has, um, he quotes and everything like that. But then he has a different thing. He says that um, many women will wear sleeveless tops or that kind of thing with a shell underneath. So it's not clear that just because you're selling a sleeveless shirt that the person's going to be violating anything. Um, meaning, in fact, the Ritva writes that as long as what you're giving the person is not an actual heft shell like a piece of pork, and you're only giving something that could lead to an iser, like immatis clothing, and you're not sure whether the iser is going to ensue or not, then uh, the iser of Lifneiver doesn't, doesn't uh, apply. And Rav Adiyah has many rayas and many sources for this. So in a situation where it's not clear that the person buying the clothing or taking the clothing is necessarily going to wear it in a way that is asered, so then, the you don't have the sort of Um That works for the tops, right? For let's say a, um, a sleeveless or a very short sleeve uh, shirt, right? That would not work for a very short skirt or something like that, because it is uh, highly unlikely that she's wearing another longer skirt under the uh, shorter skirt, right? I mean, that's uh, that would be weird. So uh, you know that that's not just unlikely. That's you know not, not the way it's done. Another sad l'hakal over here is that if the girl would otherwise wear even more provocative clothing, meaning you're, you're giving her clothing, with, let's say, short sleeve shirts, but the clothing that she would otherwise wear, the, that her closet is full of, is tighter, it's lower cut, the neckline, it's all these other things that are much more provocative and much worse. So is there an argument to be made that this is not a maisa hachshalah, you're not causing her to stumble. It is a Maisa Hatzalah. What do I mean by that? It's better. It's better. You're saving her from violating worse issues. So where would I get such an idea that it's a Maisa Hatzalah? Rav Shlomo Zalman has a tshuva, Milcha Shlomo Chilgal of Simulam and Hei. It became a very famous tshuva. Rav Shlomo Zalman talks about there's a halach and shulchanarach, that you're not allowed to give food to somebody who's not going to say a bracha on the food. because gives a lifnei So Shlomo Zalman says that Chashavni, I thought to myself that if you have a very Chashva guest who's not Shomot Torah and but still has a natural love toward B'nai Torah and let's say he's a major donor to Torah institutions and if you don't act benimus you don't act with the proper etiquette to be Mechabit a guest with something to eat, something to drink because of this din that you're not allowed to give food and drink to someone who's not going to say a bracha then it's, they're going to view it as an insult, and they're going to get angry, and it, caused, it could be he says they'll be more distance from Torah, and they'll start to despise people who observe the Torah. He says I think. I think it's better to give them food and drink in that case, even though they're not going to say a bracha. And don't worry about lifneiver. Because even though it's true, I, I would never tell somebody do a small avera so you could save somebody else from a big avera, which is what this sounds like. Do the avera of lifneiver so you could save that person from the avera of hating all of, all Torah Jews. And 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 I agree with that. But in this case. When you give food, someone's not saying a bracha. You are the whole of iser that you're doing is sinas michshal, giving a stumbling block. If you don't give them what to eat, they're going to violate a bigger iser. What bigger iser? Sinas hatorah, sinas chinam, all of, 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 of from Jews. Nimtzah deleka klal shem avera. Says Rosh It turns out you didn't do any avera by giving them food that they're not going to say a bracha. Giving the lekachah shuvnasim es michtol. You didn't give them a stumbling block. Ela adrav a yeshkan hatsalamim michtol. You saved them from a stumbling block. From a much greater stumbling block by, uh, by, by providing the Mikshal katan. Ravadi uses the same svara in a different context. He talks about whether a Fleshik restaurant is allowed to be open during the nine days. So he says, if you're in a neighborhood where it's the only kosher restaurant and your clientele basically isn't religious, uh, then probably you're obligated to stay open during the nine days. Because then they'll have non-kosher food. So what you're doing is a Maisat salah because non kosher food is Nisud Raisa, many Sura daraisa. Eating uh, meat during nine days is a minag, right? Meaning a very serious minag, and we observe it and all that, but it's at most sidrab, right? It's not uh, certainly not a dar So uh, so so whenever you're by giving them an isr, it's moving them away from a bigger isr, that would be uh, that would not be the finifra at all. That's the Svara of Rosh Mazamular Rav Asher Weiss disagrees with that Svarin. He says, You can't say that giving someone an Avera is called Hatsala. Because, uh, you know, if the, if the person isn't actively engaged in an Avera right now, then that's not called Hatzalah. He says, if, like, the person has a piece of pork in front of them, uh, during the nine days, and you switch it out for non-kosher, food. you grab the pork and you switch it out for kosher food, kosher meat, so that's Hatzalah. Because you say, but when the person is not actively doing anything and you're just concerned that it's going to come to leave, they will do. That's not called Hatzalah when you provide them an ISR. That's just plain old Lifneiver. That's, uh, that's how Rav Asher Weiss suggests. So, at the end of the day over here, do we have enough to be meikil? What's, what, what, what were the sfaris? We had four staden to be makel, right? One side to be makel was that the person doesn't care about tzanias anyway and it's not lifnei v'tarais, it's only lifnei v'tarabana so when it's lifnei v'tarabana for someone who doesn't care, it's mutter right, that's the dagom of avdashach second side uh, is perhaps many of these items of clothing are only chumras and they're not, meaning it would only be okay, that one's a weak one because probably it's not true Third is you're not giving a chefta shel iser because th- there are ways to wear it in a way that uh, that, that that is tzenua. Um and uh, so it's not a But we pointed out that that would only be true of shirts, probably less true of skirts. Right? Fourth heter is that if the clothing they have in their closet is worse, then maybe this is a maisa salah. Now Heterim's Two, two through four are all highly questionable, right? Because probably you do have skirts in there. Probably everything she wore in high school was actually usher, and wasn't just. It's not just she discovered chumras in seminary, right? A lot of things people discover in seminary are like sukkum in the Torah, you know. Like, uh, and they, it's not their parents think they're chumras, but it's just like, no, you're really not allowed to plow on Shabbos, you know. It's not, right? Meaning it's like it's, it's you know, uh, and, and 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 probably. Um, the level of her friend's clothing is very similar to the level of her own clothing before she went to seminary, but that first hetter is a very strong hetter. So is it technically mutter? Probably yes. Nevertheless, I got to talk yesterday with uh, Rav Jonas Sachs Shlita, who will be here, here in Camp Kaley on Monday, giving this this lot. Yeah, this slot this year, but it's going to be from 11 to 11:30 not from 1050, 1120, 11, 11 to 1130 11, we'll be giving this slot it's going to be awesome uh, so he, I asked him what he thought he said, look, to say that it's actually usur, hard to say that it's actually usur. but it should certainly make us uneasy he says it always bothers him when he sees from stores selling things that are objectionable that are halachically uh, girl got from, it should be you know, it should make her uneasy to uh, to give such, uh, such clothing so halacha, is she allowed to? yes, should she? no That was his. uh, That was that was his mahalik. That was his take on it. Okay, I'm gonna have a great show.